Hi everyone and welcome back to the Hardcore Podcast. My name is Romy J and I'm your host and in this podcast we chat about everything. My goal with this podcast is to leave no topic in the dance world not spoken about. The Hardcore Podcast is a safe and honest space to have these conversations with professionals and pre-professionals in the industry. To stay up to date with all the latest Hardcore Podcast information and news, please head over to our Instagram which is at the underscore hardcore h-a-r-d-c-o-r-p-s underscore podcast everything's going to be posted there from guests to news to anything and without further ado let's get on to the episode Hi everyone and welcome back to the podcast. In this week's episode I'm joined with Serena Fall. Hi Serena. Hi. <laughs> we are in real life for this yeah! episode which is fun. Which I love. Not on Zoom. No. Thank God. I'm over Zoom. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Tell the listeners where we are right now. We are currently in His Majesty's Theatre in my dressing room in London West End. Stunning. Um, yeah. It's a beautiful dressing room. I'm yeah, just it's quaint. <laughs> it's small, but it's it's nice. But like the it's energy, home. is it good energy before? The, well, is it good energy before the show? Yeah, yeah. Like, well, you know, when you're with people six days a week, you all get really close. That's yeah, yeah. It's okay. a nice vibe. I can imagine. Mm-hmm. Let's get straight into the little quick fire round, which is where are you currently? Doesn't have to be like. However, you take that question. Where I, are you currently in your life? I'm currently in the musical theatre stage of my life. I'm in a theatre which I call home now. Um, and just chilling with a coffee. Stunning. Yeah. Lovely. Um, what is your least favourite ballet step? I had to write a few because mm-hmm. I don't hate any steps. I like the challenge of dance. That's why I do it and yep. love it. Um, but... I'm not a fan of a lame duck. I don't like the um, unpredictability of it. I know teachers might say differently, but like sometimes it can feel amazing and sometimes it can feel really odd. Mm-hmm. So I'm not a fan. Um, I don't really like an on day or attitude pirouette. Mm. Mm-hmm. Feels strange. Mm. You feel like, yeah, it doesn't feel great. I don't like a cease. Mm. I can do consecutive ones, but just like one on their own, can't do it. It'd be like writing with my left hand. Um, <laughs> Not happening. Yeah. Okay. Mm. Yeah, I think they're all. I've heard a few of them before, and I agree with the lame duck. I feel like mm. it's also hard don't... to find consistency with them. And I'm not a fan of Grand Ronde de Jambe mm-hmm. on the on the dog. Oh, it's disgusting. The hips. It's not good for oh. you. No. I don't think arthritis when you get older definitely can do I nice. think it's yeah I'm gonna get arthritis very soon from that step yeah. <laughs> it's from side to front I find really difficult that side oh that's all right mine's like back to side um, yeah interesting I feel like my leg from Alice Compton at the front it just goes low <laughs> <laughs> just goes boom yeah yeah oh well we try that's we okay we do try <laughs> Um, what is your favourite piece of choreography that you've either been in or you've seen? In terms of scene, I love NDT's Cacti by Alexander Ekman. Mm-hmm. So cool. Um, 
I could watch Tyler Pett doing Who Cares by Balanchine like a hundred times over as well. I couldn't pick one because it's all like, they're all from different, mm. very, I can't compare genres, but yeah. um, I love uh, Julie Lynn's Jellicle Ball from Cats, iconic. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Um, that was like always fun to watch. Um, I also love Richard Alston. Unfortunately, that dance company is no longer, but they were so successful in Cunningham Contemporary for decades mm-hmm. in the UK, mm-hmm. and their piece Nomadic and Brahms, Hungarian. I love it. I love how he would marry classical music to contemporary dance. It's just beautiful to watch, and I've also danced that when I did some summer intensives there as well. Oh, yeah. lovely. Mm. That's cool. You've got, that's a really huge like range of work and I love, but I love uh, Romeo and Juliet Balcony Padada of course classic and Balanchine's Jewels as well and I, I love it all yeah as you should I mean <laughs> there's just there's a lot of great work out there anything musical I love oh okay as well if I don't like the music I won't like oh, okay. the dance got you got as you. well mm-hmm. yeah mm. musicality is important for me to watch visually to like enjoy it yeah sure. oh I think the music has a huge part in yeah, like I feel like you can fall in love with the music. It's not just like visually, like steps steps together. Mm. It's a whole thing. Um, next question is, what is your favorite piece of dancewear? I love my block mini skirt mm-hmm. that I wore today in class with you. Mm-hmm. Oh, the um, navy one. Yeah, my friend gave it to me for five pounds, or maybe like I swapped it for a leotard or something. Mm-hmm. But I love it. It's just so simple. But I really love that skirt, and people that go to class with me, I wear it every single time. I love it. Um, I love like a high neck zip Leo. Mm-hmm. Um, I've got um, the grey jellyfish one from Imperfect Points. Oh, yes. This is not an ad, but no, I, not an ad. But I do like that. I've got a same same yeah. style of that in black and turquoise as well. So oh yeah, love that. Mm-hmm. Um, I love my classic just black camisole crew neck leotard with and it's ripped that's mm-hmm. also hand-me-down i love that and um i'm recently liking the nowhere yumiko yep leotard yep the yeah. high neck mm-hmm. it's an i like that song mm. as well i used to have it in a pastel pink with white trim that was my audition leotard in my grad year mm. it's quite a i don't know it's very ballet cool yeah yeah like the pink i like more dark colors i think mm. I'm not a pastel. I'm more like a bright blue, bright red. Mm-hmm. Fair enough. Kind of person. Yeah. Next question is, what is your favourite food? I love Pan-Asian, like pad thais, ramens, mm-hmm. little starters, edamame beans. Oh. I love that. Singapore yeah. noodles, yeah. Any anything like that, I love. I also love Mediterranean food. Like I love a halloumi. I love a mm-hmm. big salad. Yeah. Loads of melon, like. Oh. Mm. So those two. Okay. Do yeah. it for me. Lots. Oh my. Yeah. Just making me. I'm just thinking. And about then I prospered. Oh. I, <laughs> I feel like I went through. Well, it wasn't even a phase. Like I just. I never really. I feel like Aperol Spritz are really big in the summer. And this was my first summer where I just like felt that I could like take advantage of that. Like oh my god! Like when I went to Italy, I had apple spritz every day. Oh yeah, and I was like, so what? Cheap why have I not been doing this <laughs> earlier? It's like mm-hmm. this is amazing. Mm-hmm. And then I came back to London. I was like, who's stopping me getting apple and apple spritz here? 
I can. I can just yeah. get one. Just get one. Mm. But I don't know why. I just wasn't getting them before. Now I'm gonna get them more often. But now we're going into mulled wine season, so that's good. Yeah, that's, that's true. That's true. Gotta, yeah, we're changing. Seasons are changing. Mm. It's now not our prosperous season. I don't really like mulled wine though, but that's okay. You could, I mean, it's sunny today, we could have an apple today. Mm. Yeah, I need to get to mulled wine though, because it's just like everyone has it. Mm. And I feel like, what do you get when you go to the Christmas markets if not a mulled wine? Mm, I love a Christmas market. That's what I mean. Like, I need to, it's like all part of the vibes that I'm, you know, it's hard. Well, it's not hard. It's really <laughs> just gonna do it. Um, let's go into the more serious part of this episode. Um, let's yeah. talk about your journey to ballet. What did your experience with professional training look like? And then that's transition into you know your first job and essentially that like journey. Yeah. So I think I was five or six when I started ballet I actually started violin first okay so I already had that music Mm -hmm. coordination thing in within me and then I went to my local dance school that was recommended to my mum and that was in uh it's kind of in Kilburn Maida Vale St John's Wood area Mm -hmm. Um, it's called Deborah Bradman Ballet Train and that's where I started and I loved it we did as you got older I got, did a couple classes a week we did character we did shows every year as well which was really fun um, and then I was nine when I got into the Royal Ballet School Associates so I did that for a year mm-hmm. and that was intense a two hour class is a long time to concentrate for when you're that young um, and we would do like a whole like Pilates regime in you know mm-hmm. like half an hour before the class even started but I learned a lot there and it was really fun as well I um, really enjoyed that um, and then I also did um, London Children's Ballet when I was a kid mm-hmm. which was so fun I've met I've still got best friends to today from that mm-hmm. and I did um, that in 2010 2012 and 2013 as well um so that was just great performance experience as a kid loads of fun Mm -hmm. just running around jumping turning and it was a lot a lot of the focus was about artistry and performance and we learned how to mime we learned how to act and and we got to perform at peacock theater in Mm -hmm. the west end when you're like yeah i know yeah they perform there it's really good um it's great and then after all ballet school associates i went to central school of ballet associates uh, which was, I loved it. My teacher, Nicola Simpson, was an ex-Northern Ballet principal and she was just so good at um, getting you to use your muscles. When you're young, you don't really have any concept of but just like the way she'd visualise and phrase things to make you work your legs and your mm-hmm. arms. And that was really fun. And we also did two hours of contemporary there as well. So that was on a Saturday. Mm-hmm. And then I... Then I applied for Elmhurst Ballet School after that, when I was in year nine, so I was 13. Mm-hmm. And um, my teacher, my teacher associates and the LCB crew were nudging me towards that because I still hadn't been in vocational training from year seven. And this was my time, otherwise maybe at 16, I might not have got in maybe. Mm-hmm. I might have done, 
Who knows? But it was good to get those extra two years in before mm-hmm. sixth form. Yeah. Um, so then I went to Elmhurst in 2013 and I was there for five years and I graduated in 2018. Wow. Yeah. Crazy. Five years. So what was that? Was it hard? Were you, did you move away from home? Like, are you, you're from London? Mm. Yeah. Was that a hard adjustment? Yeah. I really missed my home friends a lot. I was very homesick when I moved. Yeah. Um, and I miss my brothers, I miss my parents. Um, actually, luckily, my first roommate, we knew each other from the Royal Ballet School Associates. Okay, So I kind nice. of had, I had one friend, mm-hmm. but like everyone else, I, I didn't know. And also, a lot of them were from Yorkshire, or the Midlands, or Cornwall, like I, there weren't many Londoners when mm-hmm. I was there. As I got older, there were more, but so I didn't really know anyone, so that was hard, yeah. yeah. Big adjustment, I was exhausted, I remember being exhausted. Yeah. Because I went from doing like maybe six hours a week, which is quite a lot, to four hours a day. Yeah. Well, no, it's a huge so. adjustment from non vocational training to vocational training, especially like when you haven't been doing like a huge volume of mm. like ballet classes or dance classes on top of your academics. Because yeah. I mean, everyone's different. Some people go off and, you know. They might have done like a five hours on a Saturday, or they had private coaching with one no. person. I've or... never, I've never had private coaching. No. Just thought I'd put that out there. Ever. No. I've never had a private. I mean, really? it's mad, but I've never had a private. Oh. Accidentally, I had one because when I was turned up to the open class. Oh. I know, and I was like, wow, getting private. <laughs> <laughs> Bargain. Bargain. Yeah. Yeah. My gosh. Yeah. Yeah, it's interesting. I feel like. Yeah, privates are an interesting one. I've had a few. But did you have them at school? No. Really? No, no. Not even like private coaching? Only rehabilitation if really you're injured. Oh, that's You so might fascinating. get a one-on-one to like get you back onto point or something like that. Oh, that's really fascinating. Yeah. Oh, mm. interesting. Everyone's, well, there we go. Yeah. How was your time at vocate Like, because five years, a lot happens in five years. Yeah. Pre-16, so, you so you went at 14? Yeah. Just turn literally okay. turn forty like a week. Okay. And then I join. Okay. Because yeah. those two years GCSE years, aren't yeah. they? Yeah. So I did the summer so show. Hard. Okay. Mm-hmm. Did the, I joined for the summer time, so I did the summer show. Oh, join. And then I started year ten after the summer. Oh. Yeah. Interesting. Yeah. So I joined for like five years and no term. Interesting. Um, and then yeah, it was GCSE, so you had to like. Obviously, I didn't know the academic teacher the like, so I didn't know what to choose. Yeah. In that in that sense, but yeah, we went basically straight into GCSEs. Yeah. Okay. Which was nice because I felt like I was mature, like I knew okay. what I wanted, and mm-hmm. um, I wouldn't have any concept of like professional life really, but I knew like I wanted to be there. Okay. So um, I'm glad I went at 14. I'm glad I didn't go younger. Yeah. Okay. It's, uh, like you feel re- you felt kind of ready looking back. Yeah. To go. I mean, I mean it obviously it's a hard move. as well. I yeah. mean, a lot of people, of course, join at 11, but yeah. it's quite young. It's very... No, it's very young. I mean, it'd be interesting, but a lot of people who I have... Who I've spoken to on the podcast who are 1 11 sometimes say... Well, like, a large chunk of them have said that they would have maybe thought to go a bit later. Like, if they had a choice. Yeah. Like, looking back on upon reflection. Yeah. But obviously, at that age, you don't have hindsight like you don't know your parents like no one knows except you know that this is but then oh when you start questioning 
what you did then you may not be in the position you are now so it's like yeah and for some people to get that amount of dance training in you had to go to a boarding school like if your parents were living in the middle of nowhere and they were shopping around driving everywhere competitions or I didn't do I'm Mm. not a comp girl but whatever kids do competitions or whatever yeah you know it's hard whereas Mm. because I was guess from London I still had associate programs available and like within like and, quite easy distance yeah so i yeah it depends on your situation well that's the thing and i think there's a time and a place for boarding school and obviously when it gets to the point where you want to do it as a career your option you know really your only option is to go and train privately like in a boarding school situation mm-hmm. away from normal life to a degree yeah um then going into sixth form did, mm. Was that quite a big change in dynamic at all in the school? Sort of. I felt older. Okay. I felt um, some people had left yep. at 16. Some people didn't want to dance anymore. Some people then went to go and get like, their four A-levels done. Mm-hmm. Um, so obviously we had new people come in as well. So yep. it was kind of like some people have been there since year seven, some people from year 10, some mm-hmm. people just joined and mm-hmm. came from academic school so that was kind of nice to um I guess to have like a refresh of new characters in the year group um I guess it was sort of more intense but then we also had A-levels to juggle with mm. um but yeah of course there was more point work um yeah yeah maybe we had a little bit more like independence in terms of boarding and okay. living there yeah what do you think like looking back was your biggest challenge in those three years um i think favoritism is a huge huge topic mm-hmm. um because i definitely wasn't the favorite i wasn't like the strongest but i also wasn't the weakest so i was just in this middle ground of not feeling like I was getting to where I needed to be mm-hmm. um, and I think comparison was a huge thing for me as well like a huge challenge I had to get over mm-hmm. um, not even consciously but then reflecting back now mm. the age I am now I'm like wow I did that a lot which is normal like healthy competition is normal mm-hmm. but I think when you excess- excessively ponder about it I think it can become a little bit toxic. Oh, absolutely. So I think just not feeling good enough a lot. I think okay. but, um, put a lot of pressure on myself mm-hmm. to like be better and oh, why can't I do this turn or why can't I do this? I think I was a huge warrior. Um, I remember my artistic director said that. We interviewing me to get into the school. He was like, "You're a bit of a warrior, aren't you? You carry the weight of the world on your shoulders." It was like one of the first ever things he said to me, and I was like, "Oh." so me and I'm so not like that anymore really um, but I think that was just going from like no- relatively normal life to like this intense environment mm-hmm. everyone wants the same thing um, yeah that was like a huge challenge for me yeah. Um, yeah how do you think you got past that feeling especially because like you've stayed in the industry to a degree like you've well you have yeah you've stayed you're still a professional dancer you've stayed in the environment that's still competitive you've been to auditions like 
I don't know, like, has, was that difficult to kind of, you know, overcome while staying mm. essentially in a, you know, the environment that breeds it, essentially? Yeah. I think in terms of letting go of worries and kind of insecurity, mm-hmm. um, I think I had to trust that my hard work was going to pay off. I think yeah. that was a big thing for me. I thought, oh, I might, I might not be... I might not be able to do 32 photos, but I can, I'm still getting these auditions, I'm still getting far, and I'm, and I got a job as, like, upon graduating, so I think that made me feel at ease. I think going into the professional world put me at ease. Mm-hmm. I think I liked having more autonomy in, in class as to what my body needed, mm-hmm. and, um, when the focus was on the performance and the show you were doing and the rep, it took away from the perfectionism of class. Because mm-hmm. class was important, mm. but hour and 20, get it done, next, move on, learn signets, learn learn yeah. this, learn that. Yeah. Learn the other side just in case, like da 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 da. I think the professional world helped me a lot and I was always okay. more performer focused as a kid okay like when I um just through doing LCB and then um doing um shows with Royal Show and Royal as a kid as well that was what I loved the most and mm. obviously at school you don't get as much performance opportunity mm-hmm. it's all about technique and it's all about mm-hmm this pas de deux and nailing this lift and whatever so I actually loved going to the professional world and just learning just, choreo yeah. and smashing it out yeah so um yeah. that helped me a lot and I also another thing that was a challenge was I realized that my mental state affected my physical state quite a lot so mm-hmm. if I was stressed my back would feel really tight and I would not be able to get it above 45 degrees, really? honestly. And then I got to my first company and I was more at ease and my leg lines were just getting yeah. better and better. And I thought, wow, that I must, if I, when I feel stressed, yeah. it can physically hinder, I don't know, doctors yeah. might not agree with this, but I feel like it can kind of hinder your I think, flow of movement sometimes. Yeah. I think that makes sense, like, because we hold like we all hold stress in different parts of our body mm. I'd and get back spasms all the time mm. my friends would feel that would remember that yeah that's and I don't get spasms really anymore that's good there we go mm. you're not stressed no well sometimes sometimes but it's I doesn't, thought, doesn't no, take it's out the my body as much okay. as it did as a as, as a yeah. worried teenager worried <laughs> oh bless <laughs> oh that's yeah no that's I feel like a lot of people experience that though especially you know the perfectionism all that yeah favoritism mm. just over like not let's say overthinking just every little thing that happens in that day-to-day like ballet environment yeah and just making it analyzing it over analyzing it you'd over analyze everything. everything like one praise would be like <gasps> and if they ignored you the whole just that one class you'd be like Oh my god, I'm terrible. I'm a terrible dancer. Yeah. yeah, yeah. They're scary. It's it's crazy what your mind would do in those situations. Yeah, um, yeah. It's it's freaky. Um, moving into your first professional job, was that like a big 
well obviously it is a big step but was that a big change I know that the jo- was the first job was it VFB yeah so that was back in London yeah I um that was like one of the last auditions I did okay and I had like a spreadsheet of like really? all the auditions I wanted to go to and all the ones I got and I color-coded everything and I did everything in my power made showreels even though showreels wasn't even a thing oh really I mean it was a thing in 2018 but we didn't have like help I didn't own a tripod like it was all very like DIY I don't know Mm -hmm. like I think online auditions is much more of a thing now but it wasn't really then Mm -hmm. you would like always fly over and do the audition usually um but it was one of the last auditions I did and um they said to me, no, I did company class and I recognize um, one dancer from Elmhurst already, so that was nice. And the director said to me at the end of class, she said, come back in September um, to be a cover. And I didn't know what that really meant. Mm-hmm. Um, and so I, I came in September and um, it's a month of rehearsals and we go on tour around the UK mm-hmm. and a week or two in they um, promoted me to like a full contract okay. there so I wasn't covering in the end for that for the first tour I did but I was supposed to okay I think I was supposed to learn everything and then if someone just was sick or injured be there, I would just in be case. there yeah you'd be that person but then I ended up doing the full okay. contract when I got there yeah that's good and how did you like what was that experience like going into did you feel prepared did you feel like ready to go into the professional environment did you enjoy it i loved it i improved, yeah. I improved so much mm-hmm. um just i was being in point every day like ten thirty to 6 every day mm. um was hard um but no i loved it i loved doing company class mm-hmm. i loved like watching people older than me and like seeing what they're doing and how they're interpreting mm-hmm. uh, in, interpreting the music mm. or the step and I love doing like the core work and being all in it together and but you know you didn't have much time to think you no. know you had four weeks to learn two ballets and then you'd be off on tour and I would just pack a suitcase and just just <laughs> get on the coach get and on be the like coach. where are we today like I'd always forget where we were going um yeah I know I like I was tired don't get me wrong I was mm. exhausted but I I really yeah I really enjoyed it it was so fun because I got really close to the girls really quickly and mm-hmm. um it wasn't fun like trying to drain your legs on a coach or you know yeah things like that or like what time am I going to eat or mm-hmm. let's hope the service station has a sandwich or like whatever. yeah yeah all but, those um, little thoughts all those little things that you just learn as you go yeah in terms of preparing mm-hmm. but yeah as long as I knew the rep really well and I was had that adaptable brain mm-hmm. um, because we were in a different stage every day okay yeah. so it's spacing was different every That's day hard, you, yeah. your brain had to be switched on yeah. yeah so that was a great skill that you only learn through doing yeah like yeah school can school can teach you rep but yeah in terms of that kind of thing one day you're on a rake one day you're mm-hmm. not um you need to switch sides or yep. all of that all of that stuff was yep entrances one studio doesn't have like four oh, yeah. side codes sometimes they only had one or it's like oh. yeah yeah 
But that was all, you know, that was it's all, all part of it. It was all fun, you know. It's you know. Yeah, well, they're not makeup. Like it's not. You don't sit in your bed forty years later and think, oh, what an awful time. Well, no, maybe something awful happened, but like it's not those sort of things that like. No. You're going to be thinking, oh, this was awful. It's just stuff you get used to, and it's. Yeah. Well, it's part of the challenge. It's can be can be fun. Yeah. Yeah. I found it really fun. Yeah. I improved so much in three months. Like my point work was so much stronger, and jumps yeah. were higher, and legs were higher. Yeah. Love that. I loved it. Yeah. What was your biggest challenge? Do you think, looking back into your, like, perfect, like, during that time, or do you think it was like, I don't know, because then COVID happened. Is that? Yeah. Yeah. That was rough. We were at the Theatre Royal Windsor about to perform Sleeping Beauty. Yeah. And we did two shows of it, and this was the third show. Mm-hmm. Or something like that, at that venue. And every, we just didn't do it. And everything shut down. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah, that was hard. I was studying for my degree at the time, so mm-hmm. I had the headspace to actually turn up to the lectures online <laughs> for once, because I never could. Mm-hmm. So that was blessing in disguise I guess the silver linings that I I had time to finish my degree Mm -hmm. Um, I went to teach my local ballet school again Mm -hmm. that I went to originally um, and just tried to keep in shape yeah 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 did you know what was gonna was it a bit weird because it was like you didn't know what was gonna happen Mm -hmm. with your job or did you know I knew they'd take me back yeah I think Jill, Jill would have taken me back. Um, <laughs> but we thought we'd go back in the summer, in okay. June, and then we thought September, and then they closed the company down. Okay. So that's when I was like, yeah. okay. But that's what I mean. So you had, there was points where you thought you were going to go back, and then yeah. it kept getting pushed, and then it cut, and then it yeah. finished, and you were like, okay, well, I've got to think, what's what, next? What's next, yeah. Mm-hmm. So I... I don't really remember now, it was like two years ago. I think I just emailed loads of places. Um, I'd specifically say, do you have a female vacancy um, contract available? And if they can answer that question, I wouldn't bother. Okay. I just got to that point, I was like, I have experience now. I've been in a ballet company, I know my strengths and I know I'm capable. Um, but I mean, no one had any funding in COVID. Like, it was really, it's really hard. Yeah, it was really, really hard. Mm-hmm. Um, um, yeah, it was a very weird time for the industry, yeah. trying to stay positive. And then I got injured in COVID as well, so that was rubbish. Um, it's not ideal. But no, it was, you just had to take it a month at a time, really. Exactly. And I hope that the theatres would open again. Yeah. Mm-hmm. How did you, like, what was your headspace going into essentially like what was next because obviously now you're in you know you're in the west end yeah that's quite a well it is a move it's yeah. quite a move like you could you know some people may have just stuck to classical ballet hmm. i don't think i i don't know did I you i didn't overthink it that much you don't overthink it i think i was like in covid i, I thought what am i gonna do okay so i thought well I can still apply for ballet things and then have an agent to try for musical theatre. And I had a Zoom interview with her and she signed me on. And then there was nothing for months because this was um, like early 2021. Mm. 
and then I did Cats, Wicked and Phantom Audition all within like a month I think mm-hmm. um, and it was really fun I was like whoa this is like ballet but way more extroverted mm-hmm. and like expressive mm-hmm. and don't have to wear point shoes what well, I did for Phantom but the others I didn't um, and then the Phantom casting team kept calling me back for recalls and now I'm here and now you're here <laughs> wow no yeah it's crazy well yeah I guess you probably it's good that you didn't overthink it um, I feel like maybe it's make it, it's made more of a deal than it is like you know going from being in classical ballet to like musical theatre because yeah. it's not really a huge thing like you just gotta go for you it just gotta, yeah exactly you just do it yeah treat, what? treat it like any other audition yeah be confident mm-hmm. um, know your strengths wear the right clothes bring the right mm-hmm. shoes that you <laughs> yeah um so but there's all these things that I don't know like did you learn about I don't know like did you kind of have any idea of like the mu- more musical theatre industry when you're at school like did they teach you no no because I don't know if that's something they they're introducing it as like an option really yeah I mean I'd, I'd, I'd heard cruise ship auditions were very busy very manic yeah and like, I'd go to Panport and half time and I'd see the lines I'd be like yeah. whoa yeah and I remember seeing like okay everyone's in legging sports bra lipstick like mm-hmm. slick hair so mm-hmm. I kind of knew that vibe mm-hmm. um, for example I knew the Wicked Audition was going to be bare feet but I can't remember how I knew that but I knew mm-hmm. that I guess it, so yeah. I had to mentally prepare okay. for that <laughs> for bare feet yeah but yeah like I think my agent would email me about the Phantom Audition and it says like point shoes yeah. m- must be have classical technique yeah. and so you you know from you know what was going on yeah kind of what to expect i guess yeah yeah it's interesting Mm. was it a weird like was it a big like change going into i don't know did it feel similar to when you were in a ballet company when you first started here um no no it's of course it's different because um there's a huge age range, for example, in this okay. show. Mm-hmm. And some people are opera trained, some people are ballet trained, some mm-hmm. people are musical theatre trained, some people... So it's quite nice. Um, and obviously I'm not touring now, so that's that must be because touring's a very different oh. lifestyle. Absolutely. Um, and here I don't have an off-season or on-season. You do eight shows a week all year round, so that's very different on the body yeah um and singing i never sung before yeah for a living so that's very different as well yeah but i love it well that's so good to hear yeah how is it juggling like eight shows like how do you do eight shows a week like well how did you like track like not train yourself but that's obviously hard eight shows a week and i know like some ballet companies there'll be points where they might have eight shows a week but it's not eight shows a week for a whole year no I I mean before I, we would do six to eight shows a week okay. at VFB mm-hmm. and but you'd know in 11 weeks time I'm gonna have Christmas on yeah so you yeah you know you're gonna have like a week off here or a yeah. couple of weeks off here yeah um 
I just take it week by week, I think. Okay. Supplementary training helps a lot. Do you do a lot? Keeping strong. Yeah. Um, I've got like a whole weight training program for my physio. Lovely. Um, I think just try not to overdo it as well. Okay. I'm very prone to overdoing things. Yes. Yeah. Which can lead to stress injuries. As I know. So, <laughs> like, taking a step back yeah. as well. Being like, okay, I'm already doing eight shows a week. I don't need to do loads more. Yeah. You need to keep other things up. But I yeah. think keeping a balance and trying to have a social life as well. Well, that... <laughs> oh, my God, that would be hard as well. So, like, eight shows. So, that's, do you do a double show day how many days a week? Wednesdays and Saturdays. Okay. Sundays are my day off. Okay, so you have what? Okay, well, that's... Mm. It's nice to know that you have one, like, day. It's the same every week off. Yeah. So in terms of a regular schedule, you do have that. So yeah. that's nice. Which, yeah. Um, but no, it's it's different because you're doing the same rep mm-hmm. eight shows a week, every week. Yeah. So in the ballet world, you might have more of a variety yep. of repertoire and it will change every season or yep. a couple times a year or whatever so that's very different how's that on the brain um like you, do have, you have to, to like, you have to keep it interesting for yourself that's what i mean like how do you how do you keep it interesting for yourself i think through the acting part okay of it, the dancings will be the same yeah or you might think today i'm gonna think more about the suspension or i'm gonna think more about my hands or or um I'm the cheeky character in the show so I can be like I can be like that on stage which is really fun and mm-hmm. then I can play with that more um yeah interesting that's how I keep it fresh yeah well, well you have to keep it fresh eight shows a week <laughs> yeah it's like, it, it's definitely tiring it's more tiring accumulatively like it builds up okay. like week by week you feel okay but then after a while it kind of Mm. Do you get a break at all during the year? Do you get we, like more than a week off at any point? We have allocated days that we can book off ourselves. Okay. Like a normal job. Okay. Normal. Okay. Quotation marks. Quotation marks. Yeah. If you're like not in the entertainment industry, most most companies will give you twenty five days a year. Okay, so, so you can like just book same. off at some point 25 days. Yeah, okay, yeah. got you. Yeah. Yeah, so you book as you go. Yeah, got you. Yeah, and then we have swings to cover. Okay. That as well. Yeah. A swing is like an under understudy that knows several roles for yeah. the ballet listeners that don't know yeah. what a swing is. Did you start as a swing or did you go straight into? Yeah. I went straight into. Because then some people start. Yeah. Oh. Yeah, wow. So I'm in my second year now. I'm going Yeah. Is there anything, any other thoughts, topics, feelings you want to chat about today? I feel like we've had a. Well, I've really enjoyed hearing more about yeah. your life and like what it's been like in Phantom. Yeah, I guess since this is a ballet orientated mm-hmm. podcast, um, and in, I guess how you transition from one to the other but your ballet training will always be with you mm-hmm. and as long as you keep it up it will always be there mm-hmm. um, I think not to overthink and to just go for it and not put yourself in a box because yep. if you want to be hireable you 
got to be able to do more than one thing these days, I think. I mm-hmm. think a lot of people, it's much more common to freelance, it's much more common to juggle multiple things and getting into a jazz class is not as daunting as you think it is. I was so scared when I went to my first jazz class at Pine Hall, but then I realised, oh, it's actually just really fun. Yeah. And it's like, you just got to go for it. Um, yeah, and just have that confidence. Yeah. Embrace who you are. Um, and get some singing lessons if that's what you want to transition into. Yeah. And it's just good to do things different because I think ballet can be... I love ballet. Yeah. Um, but it's fun to do things at a different pace, mm-hmm. even if it's a tap class or a heels class or... Yeah. yeah. It's just... It's fun. Yeah. If you love dancing, might as well. That's what. Yeah. Try lots of different things. I agree. Yeah. I think that's. I think that's lovely. I think that's really great advice. Because it can be daunting, and like you said, you don't need to overthink it. Yeah. Yeah. Stunning. Before we wrap up today's episode, where can listeners find you if they want to follow you on Instagram or any? I don't know what other social media you're on. I don't have tiktok i'm afraid <laughs> i'm a grandma, a grandma. Um, literally i love a whatsapp um that's what i said to you i'm like i love a whatsapp, I'm a WhatsApp girl um but i have um um my public instagram is serena ballerina i'll leave that in there and that's it bio so people can follow it's you catchy it rhymes yeah it's lovely yeah. Thank That's you so much, time. Serena, for today's episode. Really enjoyed chatting to you. Um, and thank you to the listeners that tuned into this week's episode. You can hear me same time next week. Bye. Bye.